1: With your host, John Rush.
7: Actually, it's Andy Pate. Party of choice.
1: And welcome to hour number two. This is Rush to Reason. I am Andy Pate, filling in for John Rush, and I'm joined right now by Tanner Coleman, KLZ writer, producer. Tanner, how you doing?
8: Doing great. How are you?
1: Doing well. We're waiting right now to hear from John Bolin, who's going to be talking about his uh, feature film coming up, the The Thorn, and it's about The Passion of Christ. So that's pretty exciting. Sounds great. Yeah, absolutely. But after that, you and I are going to be talking a little sports. So while we're waiting for him, what are we going to be talking about today?
8: We're going to be talking, be talking about that fantastic Super Bowl, one of the best we've seen in years. A little Broncos talk. Yeah. And who? Yeah, I think that was it. And well, we're
1: also going to be talking about the Black National Anthem. Oh, yes. I'm not a fan. No, not at all. Okay. The song's fine. I don't care yeah, about song. Yeah, the song that, was but, great. But um, dividing us up, uh, uh, I'm not a fan of that. But really quick here while we're waiting, the, oh, wait, John is here. Okay. We are joined now by John Bolin. He's the creator of The Thorn. John, how are you today? Hey, Andy. I'm doing great. How are you in Canada today? Doing well. And for people who don't know this, you, you are local, aren't you? That's right. I'm here in Colorado Springs. Fantastic. John, what is The Thorn and how did it get started? Well, The
2: Thorn is a live um it's a live theatrical experience that tells the story of Jesus from creation through the book of Acts and it's done live on stage with music and drama, aerial acrobatics, martial arts. Uh it's a it's an immersive experience. It's been described as kind of like this sounds crazy, but imagine Cirque du Soleil meets The Passion of the Christ. That's kind of what it is in a two-hour experience. And last year, we filmed the show, and it's premiering in movie theaters this March uh, 6th and 7th.
1: Okay, i got to ask, how do you walk the line depicting the, the let's face it, the most emotional the and, and saddest, most serious event in human his- history, which is the passion? All while unleashing high-end music, dance, and visual effects. How do you walk that line, John?
2: Well, you know, it's something we've been doing for the past 25 years, and we've found a really good balance. The first part of the show, I would say Act One, it's just high energy, it's exciting, it's entertaining, it's emotional. You get to meet Jesus, and Act Two is kind of the—that's when it gets real. And so things really shift. It becomes less about the what I call window dressing of all the, all the special effects and the wow factor, and it really dials into the story of Jesus. So it honors Jesus, it honors the Bible— it honors the biblical narrative, but it but it's done in a way that's that's that makes you lean in. When it was created 20 years ago when I was a youth pastor, so it's designed for high school and college students to really engage with the story of Jesus in a way they would never have experienced it
1: before. And what kind of a we'll get to the film here in a moment, but what kind of a challenge is that now? Let's face it, young people today are fleeing the church. Young people today are not becoming Christians in unbelievable numbers, which is weird for me. I was raised an atheist, and now I'm a born-again Christian with a degree in the ministry. But uh, young people today are going the opposite direction at a breakneck pace. What is it like for you releasing this kind of a film into that kind of market? You know, it's
2: different than it was 20 years ago, but I think still today young people are looking for answers. I think you're right. Young I agree. people are leaving the church. But the numbers are still pretty big on people that are looking for answers and that are looking at spirituality. So I think if we can approach it that way as sort of church, if we can say, hey, we know that people are still looking for answers are looking for hope. They might be abandoning maybe the, the, the organized church or Christians at large, but I
1: think they're still looking for truth and hope and reality. Okay, folks, we're speaking with John Boland, the creator of The Thorn, which, by the way, is about to be released. And uh, where can people see it? Well, people can see it in movie theaters across
2: the country. It's playing in about 850 theaters through Fathom Events, which is headquartered right here in uh, Denver, Colorado. And so if they go to fathomevents.com or thethorn.com, they can navigate from there and find a movie theater near them, put in their zip code, and they can buy tickets that way.
1: One more time, where can they go?
2: The best the best place is thethorn, T-H-E-T-H-O-R-N.com, thethorn.com or fathomevents.com. And from there, they can navigate to the Thorn and find a movie theater near them.
1: Okay, uh, John, now let's face it. Artistically speaking, the stage and film are very different. What were some of the greatest challenges that you faced going from stage to film? Well, we knew that there was an opportunity to capture the
2: live show from an angle that people have never seen it before. So people normally when you're watching the show, of course, you're watching it from at least 30 feet distance, even if it's in the front row. But this allowed us to get cameras on stage. So we filmed for a week. We filmed for three days before the actual audience was there. And we got angles that you would never get in the live show. And then, of course, we filmed for two or three live shows, and we combined that footage together. So people that have been to the Thorn year after year have never seen it the way that we're showing it on stage. But that's also a challenge because it's a different kind of filmmaking. It's a different kind of editing. We had literally hundreds of hours of footage that we had to go through and piece together in a way – that was engaging. You know, it's, it's, it's one thing to watch a live experience, but it's hard to capture a live experience on film. And so we actually did an interesting thing where we combined the live event footage with about a 20 minute short story narrative that, that features our, our live show narrator in a dialogue with another character. So it's kind of like combining live action narrative with, uh, this, this live performance footage. And it actually works. I was afraid it wouldn't work, but it's kind of like Princess Bride you have the old grandfather and the boy right. telling the story that's within a story. That's kind of what we do with a Thorn film, and it actually turned out really
1: great. Oh, that sounds really cool. I'm actually, I, I'm really looking forward to this. And let me, let me say this, because I'm trying to get my mind around what this is, because you say it's like a circus, it's like a play, it's like, you know, obviously a, a, a sermon at the same time, and yet is this also a musical?
2: Well, so it's not—it's not a traditional musical. So okay. Peter doesn't sing from the guard. Peter doesn't sing from the garden. The characters don't sing. That's why I describe it more like Cirque because Cirque there, there's no speaking parts. There's not really even singing parts. But it's like an epic score, and you're watching the action tell the story. So that's kind of what happens. So the action tells the story in the scenes from the Bible, but then you have a narrator that weaves the scenes together. And it actually began 20 years ago as what I called an illustrated sermon. So it was like I was actually preaching. And then you would have a, a scene that would unfold on stage. Then I would preach. Then another scene would unfold on stage, and that that has um, morphed into what is now a narrator that that weaves those scenes together instead of a preacher. So it's really like a. That's why I describe it like Cirque, or more like an opera than it is like a musical. It's not really a musical. It's more of a
1: of an of an immersive.
2: Um, musical experience but but not a not a traditional musical in that sense
1: what age groups john do you think most get into this kind of performance it's interesting because
2: we have people that are as young we have kids that are as young as you know uh, preteens, and then we have old people that think they died and went to heaven that love it uh, but i would say like the the perfect audience for this is that teenage through 30 something that age group really seems to gravitate toward it but again we've got families. We have older people. We have younger children. It's pretty graphic and it's pretty intense in the second half, so it's not really for young children per se. So I would say teenagers through 30-somethings is probably like the, the perfect audience for it. But, but again, lots of families, lots of older people. It really like bridges the gaps of all ages.
1: And where along the path of their faith would you generally find people that you want to bring to this. In other words, uh, Christians are always wondering, "Hey, can I bring my unsaved friends to this without it being too much in their face?" Yeah, I mean, obviously, they're going to know this is the gospel, but it's also a great performance. Or is this more just for the church?
2: That's a great question. So it was designed 20 years ago as as an evangelistic outreach when I was a youth pastor. So okay. I wanted to create. I wanted to create an event that th- that church people could invite their unchurched friends to that they would be. Not embarrassed of, and the, their unchurched friends would love it, be entertained by it, but also get a crystal clear gospel message, and that's what happens. And it's happened to the tune of a million people have seen this live in person, and and we know that well over a hundred thousand people have made decisions to say, you know what, I want to I want to explore or follow Jesus because of what they experienced in the storytelling. So that's the whole point is to to create an opportunity for believers to go, be encouraged in their faith, but more importantly to invite someone who's maybe on the edge or wondering about things or has questions about the Bible. And this is a crystal clear presentation of the gospel.
1: Okay, one last question here, John. And we're talking once again to John Boland, the uh, creator of the thorn. John, probably my biggest gripe or concern with the modern church is the absolute inability of almost all Christians to simply share their faith in the modern context. They're terrified out there. They don't know how to do it, and they, they don't know how to win people. They don't know how to inspire people. It, it, it's just very hard to break through. When they go to the thorn, are they going to get a little bit of training maybe to help them out to where they have a little better idea of what to say? No, there's no question about it. Thorn provides not just an opportunity
2: for learning how to present your faith, but it also then, of course, presents it in a very clear, non-threatening, and powerful way, um, both in the live experience and the film will do that. In fact, there's one scene in this feature film that I think has as clear a presentation of the gospel as you'll ever see on film, but it's not done in a cheesy way. It's not done in a sort of hand-fisted way. It's, it's, a, it's a very um, emotionally powerful and authentic um delivery of the gospel message.
1: All right, John Thorn, John, I'm sorry. Uh do do us one last favor, just give us your last pitch to anybody who is wondering, maybe they're on the fence, wondering if they should go to the Thorn.
2: I would say if you want to to be encouraged in your faith in Jesus. If you have somebody in your life that you've always wanted to present the gospel to in a way that was entertaining, but non-threatening, but also a clear message of the gospel, the thorn is a great way. And in Colorado, there's two ways to do that. One is to go to the thorn movie on March 6th and 7th. In movie theaters across the country, you can go to thethorn.com and get information, or it's actually playing live in person in Loveland on March the 1st at the Budweiser Event Center, and it's playing at the Belco Theater in Denver, on March 4th and 5th, live and in person. So go to thethorn.com, and you can get information for any of those opportunities. And I would just say thank you for what you're doing to encourage people across the country on this radio show and um, to all those believers out there. Let's make an impact, and let's be salt and light for the kingdom in Jesus' name.
1: Fantastic. And, and, you know, John Bolin, creator of The Thorn, thank you for doing this at a time when so many people don't know what to say. You've absolutely put it together with The Thorn. Thank you so much, John.
8: Thank you. All
1: right. God bless. God bless. That's pretty exciting, isn't it?
8: Yeah, very exciting.
1: I, I really want to see this. I've never actually seen The Thorn. I'm not as much into seeing, you know, circus and and plays and stuff like this, live entertainment. I've never been into it. I like going into a theater, all right, where I, oh, can, yeah, where I can just sit out there in the crowd and have my popcorn and my chicken fingers and this kind of stuff. Yes, I get fatter at the theater. It's <laughs> what I do. But... I like being at the theater, and I just think it's really exciting that this is coming there.
8: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think when you're younger, seeing the Cirque du Soleil and going to the circus with the animals and events like that was great. But once you get a little older, you kind of want to see something new because all the circus and stuff kind of blends together once you're older. And this is definitely new.
1: That sounds new. It sounds exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Okay, guys, and you can go to thethorn.com. Up next is High Five Plumbing at High Five. The technicians are all top-notch, and they make you feel that way, too. Call High Five today at 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE.
7: You should be flushing your water heater at least once a year. Scheduling routine maintenance with High Five Plumbing now allows you to be frugal down the line. Keep your operational costs down over time by ensuring your water heater is functioning properly. When you don't regularly flush your tank, mineral buildup can mean that your water heater loses energy efficiency, increasing your gas and electric bill. A water heater flush with Hi-5 is an easy-to-schedule service that is cost-effective in the future. With consistent maintenance, you can even extend the life of your equipment and stave off future plumbing emergencies. High Five Plumbing can save you money down the road with simple maintenance that you can schedule right now. Get on the books today by calling 877 we 5 or by filling out a contact form at klzradio.com slash plumbing. Make sure to mention KLZ for a free in-home water quality test and a wave service fee for KLZ listeners only.
0: You signed with another window company and now there's a sinking feeling in your stomach. You paid too much, and you didn't get what you really wanted. Veteran Windows and Doors won't accept buyer's remorse. That's because they work on a relational model, ensuring you get what you really want from all the options available to you. When you make a purchase with Veteran Windows and Doors, you'll know it was the right choice because they prove it to you, not only through their five-year installation guarantee or lifetime warranty, but they also beat their competition's prices by 30 to 50% because they want to save you money wherever they can, even if it's a negligible amount. Veteran Windows and Doors doesn't want to be the most profitable. They want to give the customer a higher quality product, installation, and to give them what they want at a lower price. Get what you want. Call Dave at Veteran Windows and Doors before you sign on a dotted line. 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. Get 50% off in the month of February only when you mention KLZ Radio.
3: Putting reason into your afternoon drive. This is John Rush.
1: And welcome back to Rush Reason, Denver's afternoon rush, KLZ560. Andy Pate filling in for John Rush along with Tanner Coleman. Hey Tanner, really quick, we just had some football news come in. Who just got released?
8: Derek Carr just got released, and they had to release him prior to them having to pay him forty million, so they made the right decision, especially with the path they want to go with the rest of the franchise.
1: Yeah, we knew that was coming, by the way. And But this affects the quarterback market. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is still the number one name out there, correct?
8: 100%. Right.
1: I mean, do you think that having Derek Carr out there, because you don't have to give draft picks for him, but you do for Aaron Rodgers, do you think this affects the market for Rodgers at all? Or do you think that the bidding war that people see brewing between the Jets and the Raiders is going to happen anyway?
8: Yeah, I think um, since Rodgers is – near the end of his career as well there, there's I mean they can ask for a first or a second round pick but I find it really hard to even even a third round pick might be a lot to ask because his contract's so hefty we saw him without Devontae Adams or a great receiving core for the first time in a while and it didn't look great and I, I don't know he seems to be a lot more of a hassle than worth keeping on your team? You
1: know, the thing is, is that when you get into the season, he's a really good teammate. Uh, People like him. He's good to work with. You know, and he's kind of funky, I know, off the field. (laughs) You know, four days of darkness he's going to go. You know, by the way, when he comes out of the four days of darkness, is he going to tell us if there will be a longer winter? (laughs) I just – I have no idea what he's going to say when he comes out of his four days of darkness. He's so earthy.
8: Yeah, I I don't know, because all the quarterbacks you always think are – stoic don't say much right he's on every podcast he's on the pat McAfee show all the time he's just saying whatever he wants and
1: but let's keep in mind you know he never does anything wrong right i mean first of all he was dead right on the vaccine
6: yeah hundred percent.
1: absolutely completely brave and bold and absolutely right he'll say some other things that are weird and trippy but here's a guy who's never committed a crime he's never hurt anybody he's not somebody who you know Three girlfriends ago, she's accusing him of, you know... um,
8: The worst, yeah.
1: Yeah, the worst or anything. There's nothing on Aaron Rodgers but good stuff. This is a guy who lives a very good life. He's just kind of quirky. That's all. He's just quirky. He's not a bad guy. He's not mean to, you know, his team. He's not unlikable in any way. I think he's going to be highly marketable, and I think uh, teams are going to want him. But now Derek Carr's out there. Do you see Derek Carr, though... I mean, look, he's being thrown away by the team that had him. Is he really a guy who's going to turn a team around, be the final piece? Is he going to be the final piece for San Francisco, for instance?
8: San Francisco's tough because we saw Trey Lance for a week and a half in the first game against yeah. the Bears. Is A loss against them is never a good sign. And then you see Mr. Relevant Brock Purdy come out of nowhere. And, I mean, at this point, yeah. I, I think you go with Brock Purdy. But... Um, I mean, Derek Carr, he reminds me of I mean, his whole career and even at the stage he is now. Those Seahawks teams that went to the back-to-back Super Bowls, killed the Broncos, unfortunately, and then had that great thriller versus the Patriots. Russell Wilson played well, but the Legion of Boom was the team. And Marshall right. Falk.
1: And, and the pass rush.
8: Right. They they, You could barely score on them. They're one of those top ten defenses of all time. And he was just kind of there for the ride. Granted, he played well, but he was... You, by the player. way, you
1: by the way, you meant Marshawn Lynch. Have I? No, you, you said Marshall Falk. That's oh, a, that's yeah, the Rams. Yeah, Lynch,
8: sorry. You went back a little far. Yeah, Marshall. You gotta, you, San Diego you Marshall. gotta go
1: beast mode with <laughs> Marshawn Lynch. By the way, beast mode. There were times he, he was a wrecking crew. He was so fun to watch. Okay, so let's talk about a team that people actually care about around here, and that's the Broncos. We just saw the Super Bowl, and by the way, uh I called this one wrong. I I thought the Eagles were gonna win. There was a terrible call at the end of the game, and uh, yeah, it did cost them the game. That's true, but that's part of the game, Mm -hmm. and people people got to remember this. They also fell apart defensively in the second half. 100%. I don't think the Eagles deserve to win. They lost the game, and that call put it over the edge. That call finished them off. That call was awful because you could call that interference call 30 times a game. 100%. 100%. Easily. You could call it all over. And so when did they call it? Right there, because it was so ticky-tack. I mean, you barely touched. Um, they called it right there, and it just ended the game. It ended the game. And I hate to see a great game like that ended on a note like that. But we got to keep in mind, folks, Philly came into this with a great defense, and they choked. They imploded. They were awful, and their great young quarterback fumbled and gave up a score that way, too. They didn't make the plays, and in the end, the Chiefs did. And, uh, you know, what can you say?
8: Yeah, um, I would like to point out that I think that call was, at the end of the game, was undeserved. However, in the first quarter, they're the exact same two players, James Bradbury, the fourth, and Juju Smith Schuster. Yeah. Uh, Juju ran across the middle, and it was obvious PI. He kind of got, or Bradbury, Bradbury pulled his arms away, so he couldn't even reach out for the ball. And, and he didn't it. call it, and it was on third down let alone at the end of the game, same thing happens, except he's kind of just a wheel route out to the left. But Mahomes is getting pressured, so he kind of just throws it up there. And they're like, well, the refs seem to think, why is there no receiver over there? It seems like he slightly pulled him. I thought it wasn't the best of calls, but at the same time, like they missed it before, and how are we going to say, oh, well, the refs ruined the game or fixed the game when like if the refs weren't there in the first place. Who knows about the offside's call on uh, I, th- I think it was Frank Clark, but I think it was a defensive tackle. But just the other penalties that happened in the game, LeBron a few weeks ago was crying like a baby for getting fouled on the last play of the game. Right. Everyone in their right mind that knows the NBA knew that was a foul. But now, I, I think the, the biggest, the biggest
1: complaint, on. though, that people have is when the last one happened. Exactly. You literally – I mean, the one that you're talking about was first half. This thing's just going back and forth. That was not a momentum change, or it did not change the game at all. This call at the end was a bad call, and it ended the game. And do I think, therefore, well, you know, the Chiefs didn't deserve to win? No, actually, I think they were the better team. I think they did deserve to win. Um, It's just that they didn't deserve to win that way. Right. And it's unfortunate that it happened that way. But Eagles fans, I'm sorry. Your team did not come ready to play. You came into this game with a great defense, and guess what? A a Chiefs offensive line that is not that highly renowned right. bullied you, especially in the second half. They blew you off the ball. They knocked you into the next zip code. Play after play after play. The reason you lost the game is you got your butts kicked in the trenches by a team that was more ready to play. And frankly, your coach got out coached.
8: The craziest thing about the O line versus D lines on both sides of or both teams. The Chiefs actually came into the year at the O-line having...
1: A lot of question marks.
8: Well, question marks, but I think at the end of the year, they might have had top five, if not even the best win rate. surprisingly. Yeah. And Eagles line, I mean, they got pro bowlers, all pros everywhere. So it made sense that this... Okay, let's see what Chris Jones can do. Can this eight-man deep front seven, or I mean, every position the Eagles had...
1: They had waves and waves of, they of athletes they could throw at you. Five,
8: all pro, oh five pro Bowl work. pass rushers? No. And, I mean, it showed in the running game. The Eagles had like 115 rush yards, and the Chiefs had 158, averaging 6.1, versus the Eagles averaging 3.6. And Hertz had 70 rush yards. So he had more than half of their rush yards. Gainwell got the ball more than I thought he would, but Miles Sanders was a no-show. And I feel bad for him because he's about to be a free agent.
1: Yeah, well, congratulations to the Chiefs. Now, looking forward, and we're going to talk about things like the Black National Anthem and talk about that, and the Broncos after the break. But first, let's look forward with the Chiefs. You know, people are talking dynasty, and they're saying that uh, Patrick Mahomes could be the next Tom Brady. He's certainly young enough. He's certainly got enough to do it. But do you see that happening with all the, um, let's just say it, the other studs that are coming up out there? What do you see happening?
8: I think Mahomes is at least going to win – one more if not two more it's just he lost his Tyreek Hill one of the most electric players I've ever seen in any sport and the fastest player in the league and we saw Tua and Skylar Thompson and Teddy Bridgewater be able to get Tyreek Hill like top three top five receiving yards and Mahomes loses that and still leads the league in pass yards pass touchdowns and wins the MVP so I think he's just
1: Andy Reid, I think, deserves a lot of credit. And
8: Eric Bieniemy as well.
1: Oh, Eric Bieniemy is he's amazing. Th- Why isn't he a head coach?
8: I don't want to go the route that all the commentators say. Oh, but they're I, saying because he's black? No, I, that
1: doesn't work right. because too many black guys are getting head coaching right. jobs.
8: I'm happy for D'Amico Ryan, so that was great for him.
1: Oh, my gosh, does Perfect he have a spot. big future with that Houston team, with all those Perfect. high picks, all that talent coming
8: in. And by the way, he's a heck of a coach. He's amazing. And, I mean... He's a defensive mind, so as long as he gets an an offensive coordinator that's compatible, he's going. They're going to turn it around five years. Right,
1: but here's the thing: if you're looking at Kansas City going forward, in, uh, forget about two, three, four years out. I'm talking next year. You've got Buffalo coming back again, and they were not as healthy as Casey. Okay, and you've got Cincinnati coming back, and they are only rising up fast and. Houston's still a year or two away, but but oh my gosh, what a team they're going to build. What about Jacksonville? You have got, because they have a great young quarterback, you have got some teams rising up fast. I just think it's going to be a real gauntlet. Oh. For and by the way, right in their division, what about the Chargers? Yeah, the, the Your AFC
8: team. I, it's loaded with good young quarterbacks. You got Herbert, Burrow, yeah, Josh Allen, Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes is still young; he's twenty-seven, which is shocking.
1: Is there? Has there been? When's the last time there was a time back when I was younger, much younger? The AFC was loaded with all these great quarterbacks. We're in that heyday again, aren't
8: yep. we? Yeah, the, the Manning, uh, Carson Palmer, Rivers, Brady, it's back. Even
1: going back, Marino, right. and, yeah, Dan way. Fouts, Elway. There were so many, and now you're seeing it again. Bradshaw, if you go back. But, I mean, now you're seeing so many great young quarterbacks in the AFC all at once. Right. And, by the way, when we come back from the break, I want to talk about how is that going to affect the Broncos? Because everybody's talking about, okay, they've got the great coach. Can they turn around? Are you ready for that? I am ready. Okay, we'll be back in a moment. Up next is affordable interest mortgage with Kurt Rogers. Home prices have dropped, and rates will keep rising in the short term. So maybe you should buy now and refinance when rates drop again. Call Kurt Rogers at 720 500 or you go to aimortgage.net.
5: Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours? Well, your wait is over. Take AIM, affordable interest mortgage. With a 321 buy-down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% second, 5.913 the third, and the remaining years at 6.913 with an APR of 6.985. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over 748 a month or less the first year, 511 the second, 262 the third, with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take AIM, 720 500 Three-to-one buy-downs available up to 95% loan-to-value. If you're thinking about home ownership, now may be the best time to purchase. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720 500 Own your new home and save thousands in payments. That's 720 500 80% LTV, 30-year fixed. 6.985% APR, 740 FICO, primary home, rates as of eleven sixteen, NMLS two nine eight one nine one, and rates subject to change.
1: Group Insurance Analysts, do you know everything about insurance? If you don't, have GIA shop for you. Paul Igro and his team, they'll find you the best coverage for auto, home, health, life, and it doesn't cost extra. Just call Group Insurance Analysts at 303-423-0162, or you can find them at e-gia.com.
6: Finding the right health insurance plan can be confusing and picking the wrong plan can cost you thousands of dollars more in medical costs out of your pocket. Call Paul Lanigro at GIA Insurance and his team of ACA health specialists will help you find the right plan for your needs and at the very best premium. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you navigate through the maze of health insurance options so you get the right plan to fit your needs at the best premium. GIA never charges fees, and your premiums will never be any higher than going directly to the insurance companies or buying online. Receive the local, hands-on service you don't get with a call center or going online. Whether it is a qualified health insurance plan, dental, life, or vision insurance, GIA has got you covered. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100. GIA is an authorized enrollment center for Connect for Health Colorado, the only place you can get an advanced premium tax credit to lower your premiums you hire absolute electrical
9: heating and air and you don't want to go anywhere else absolute caters to your needs throughout the process beginning with scheduling that is easy for you once you find a date with their scheduling team they follow up multiple times in different ways to ensure you don't forget and that it still works for you keeping the process simple and convenient is important to everyone at absolute you will receive a text message before they arrive with a photo of your tech a bio of who they are and an eta Once they arrive, they quickly put on protective covers over their feet and follow you directly to where they'll be working. When finished, you get a full report with pictures and zero-pressure next steps. Providing a level of simplicity for your convenience is crucial to them. Get service that will leave you feeling happy that you did business at Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. For simple scheduling, call 720-526-0231 or visit klzradio.com slash absolute today quality and service beyond compare call absolute electrical heating and air mom why is it so cold in the house is the thermostat broken
10: the public utilities commission approved another rate increase and i can't afford the bill colorado families are struggling to make ends meet it's time to hold the colorado public utilities commission accountable and take the burden off our families don't get cold feet Turn up the heat on the Colorado Public Utilities Commission. Visit nomorerateincreases.com to make your voice heard. Paid for by Americans for Prosperity.
4: You're listening to Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air.
1: And welcome back to Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Andy Pate filling in for John Rush along with Tanner Coleman. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the Broncos. Now, look... We saw this weekend what having the better coach can mean. Andy Reid outcoached Philly. He did. 100%. He outcoached them. And we've seen guys like Belichick do it for years. Mm-hmm. When you've got flat out the better coach, when you've got that Bill Cowher, when you've got somebody like that, you have an edge. You have a big edge. And now the Broncos have somebody who has a really good track record named uh, Sean Payton. And they've given up, though, another first rounder for him. And, you know, they swap picks and trade back in the next, you know, next year. But I'm really looking at this year because the problem is they've already gone. They're already going a couple of years without first rounders. They had gotten another one back by shipping off a very talented defender. Now they don't have that first rounder. Here's my question. Tanner, in this highly competitive afc where it's not just that you have a bunch of really good teams they're ascending you have these rising almost super talent teams cincinnati has only begun to build their offensive line and put real talent around joe burrow who in my view is the best player not quarterback player period in the nfl right now i think joe burrow is the best okay with all due respect to, uh, what's his name? Uh, I'm Patrick. Sorry, Patrick Mahomes. How did I forget his name? I'm just tired. It, with all due respect to Mahomes, Burrow's better. He's just not on as good a team yet. And they're building up a team. You've got all these fast-rising teams in the AFC. Can just getting a new coach when you don't have draft picks beat
8: that? If the Broncos had, you know, a Herbert, Burrow, like you mentioned, even Trevor Lawrence, I think, new coach could definitely change that culture and at least boost the win-loss record from this year but still falls on Russell Wilson's plate to actually make the plays and like who knows how good Javante Williams will be coming off the ACL tear so I mean there's a lot of factors that go in but I mean Sean Payton's one of the best coaches in the NFL so I think it was worth what they gave what the Broncos gave up but at the same time like if it doesn't work out it's like these last last year and then these upcoming four will just be a waste.
1: Yeah, but don't you think Russell is going to find a lot more open receivers? I mean, Sean Payton, when he was with the Saints, and I talked about this with Richard Rush, uh, Sean Payton schemed guys open. Everybody talks about Drew Brees. Oh, he's so great. He's so great. Yes, he is. He is that great. Wow. Right? Drew Brees is tremendous. However, Brees was throwing to a lot of wide open receivers. They were open all over the place. I Outside of the greatest show on turf, you know, when you had – um, the, the Rams just like light-
8: Isaac, Isaac Bruce yeah
1: yeah yeah when they were just lighting it up outside of that I haven't seen so many open receivers in my life as I would see with the Saints and that's Sean Payton that's his thing that's his wheelhouse however I'm wondering if the Broncos if their window was this year and it's passed Because now other teams are drafting in the first round. They're adding talent, adding talent, adding talent. And here's the big thing. It's cheap talent because it's on rookie deals. Everybody's got the same amount of salary cap. Mm -hmm. They're adding this cheap talent, and they're rising up. I mean, do you see this team being able to beat a Cincinnati as Cincinnati continues to ascend. Do you see them being able to beat Trevor Lawrence and the Jags? Do you see them being able to beat Kansas City, who's still good? Do you see them being able to beat San Sorry, San Diego. Sorry, Los Angeles. You know, the um, Chargers. Do you see them being able to hang with this, these kinds of teams that are coming up?
8: Well, it seems like every year the Chargers and Broncos go 1-1 versus each other, so I'm going to hold that one off. But okay. in the playoffs, no. I mean, Russell's at the end of his career all these quarterbacks are at the beginning their teams are just way more all of them work together a lot better there's a reason they're in the playoffs even with Russell's poor play you would think with that how talented the Broncos defense and then just the skill positions they should have at least a fighting chance to get in the playoffs but really all folded this year and Chargers got in Jaguars got in Miami got in I think Miami got in Maybe not, but Miami or Ravens, one of them got in. I can't remember. Jets were close. All these Ravens. teams, Ravens got in, yeah, and they were missing their quarterback. They still got in. So all and, these... and,
1: yeah, what about the Jets if they get Aaron Rodgers?
8: Oh, uh, They're going
1: to they're they're,
8: be 10-7, second in the AFC East, yeah.
1: Yeah, because they're, they're a very talented team. All they need is a trigger man. Right. I just, uh, I hate to say this because I know Bronco fans won't want to hear it, but, folks, um, I do think you're going to be a lot better. I think the Broncos are going to be much better. I believe Russell Wilson is going to have a much better year. I think a lot of it was chemistry, uh, new offense, new receivers, new everything. And you you need to play more with your receivers and know where they're going to cut, where they're going to break, how they're going to react to this coverage, that coverage, another coverage. And it's all got to work together like a glove. It's not just you throwing to guys and being accurate or not. You've got to know exactly where they're going to be, and there's so much that goes into that. I think he's going to be a lot better. My problem isn't the Broncos. I think they're going to be a much better team, and you're right. They're getting back their terrific young running back. I just don't think it's going to be enough.
8: No, I, I don't think it will be enough. Russ, I mean, he didn't have that great of a year, especially not to his standards, so I'm sure he'll do better. But at the same time, when you have a new coach that comes in he gets fired midseason, you can't even figure out when to call timeouts, how to clock manage. I think it can be very overwhelming and frustrating, and I feel bad because the Bronco country is some of the best fans in the country. But we'll see what happens. It's all up to Russ. Uh, there's some reports that he's not the best teammate, kind of me, me, me. But, I mean, if, if he can turn And, you know, I around. never
1: heard that about him in Seattle. Exactly. So right. it's only been one really messed up year under a coach who, let's face it, this is a coach that you guys, not you guys, you're a Chargers fan, but that Denver had this year who wanted to be everybody's buddy. So there, there was, of course, let's face it, the inmates were running the asylum. Right. In that kind of a setting, you're going to have attitude issues that aren't natural. they I think those things can go away when a Sean Payton walks in.
8: Definitely. Sean Payton's a commanding leader. He's not going to take anyone's, you know, subtle gestures, me, 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 or, oh, this wasn't how we did it before. Or, this is how I do it. Sean Payton's going to keep everyone on the same schedule, and if anyone you know, waivers from it, they're going to have some consequences.
1: Okay, bottom line here, and then we'll go to break. Give me your prediction on the Broncos, not their record, don't care. I'm talking about what kind of a team are people going to see. Forget about the fact that you've got these other ascending giants. What will Denver look like next year compared to how they look this year?
8: Better, but I think they'll have a little more – swagger in a sense and kind of just more unpredictability because it seemed like this year like games where Russ has more incompletions and completion it seems like you just know where the ball is going you can watch him watch the field and just try to analyze where the defenders will be and he just seemed to throw it to the defenders like even that Rams game is just like it's it's like he he just playing Madden for the first time it just he looks, was so hesitant it was scary he was to so watch
1: hesitant because he had no idea what to expect mm-hmm play by play by play by play it was crazy I had never seen him like this because right. when he was in Seattle he knew what he was doing he knew who he was doing it with and the guy read defenses like a book
8: yeah he looked like a deer in headlights this year
1: he did I my prediction is they are going to be not better but much better yes I think they're gonna be I think they're gonna be a good team this year I just don't think it'll be enough not their fault right. I think that teams like Honestly, teams like Cincinnati, I, I don't even know how you contend with a team like that if they don't get injuries. Right. So it's going to be really tough. That's my prediction. Okay. Uh, when we come back, let's talk Black National Anthem. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and, and folks, if you want to call in 303-477-5600, do you think there should be a Black National Anthem? Are you in favor of that kind of thing? Do you think that is positive, especially for America's youth? And that's what I want to talk about. But first, Geno's Auto. They have an a rating with the Better Business Bureau. They were awarded the NAPA Gold Certified Auto Care Award. If you want the best working on your car, call Geno's. That's Geno's with a J at 303-794-6700. Or you can find them at genosautoservice.com.
10: Take advantage of Gino's Alignment and Tire Rotation Special for $99.99. Snow has stayed on the ground thanks to cold temperatures, creating potholes and other driving hazards. We all know tires have a way of finding those holes, wreaking havoc on your car's suspension. Also know that an Alignment and Tire Rotation will help get even wear and longer life out of your tires. For over 40 years, Gino's Auto Service has been serving Littleton and customers along the Front Range. As members of Colorado Select Auto Care, we'll back up our work with Napa's nation. Nationwide peace of mind warranty. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Don't forget to check out all Geno's Google reviews for a good snapshot of the business. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. We are AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Take advantage of Geno's 99 99 Alignment entire Rotation Special. Some restrictions apply. See Geno's for details. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with aj
1: KR Home Transitions. Hey guys, it's a tougher market now, so don't try buying or selling with your friend's realtor. Get two realtors for the price of one and have all the angles covered with Catherine and Robin. Catherine and Robin. That's kind of hard to say, Catherine and Robin. Uh, for the total package, call K&R at 720-437-8210, or you can find them at rushtreason.com
3: To attract the right buyer for your home, you need a complete understanding of your direct competition. Realtors Kat and Robin of K&R Home Transitions know exactly how to help you navigate selling your home in a changing market. By identifying exactly who your competition is, you'll actually go to see similar listings in your area so you know how to tailor your home sale and pricing to stick out to buyers. Kat and Robin identify the right strategies by actively monitoring your competition every day. Using real-time monitoring and the NMLS, they can give you updates on how things are changing in your area with expert guidance on how to keep your home ahead of the others. Choose the real estate team that puts you steps ahead of your competition and get two experts for the price of one. Set up your free consultation now. At 720-437-8210. That's 720-437-8210. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com slash home. k Home Transitions. Powered by Worth Clark Realty.
1: Premier Home Remodel. The first thing you want to do after getting a room remodeled, you know what you want to do? You want to show it off. You do. I've done it, and you, you, everybody comes over you. You want to show them, hey, look at this, look at this. That's why you want high end custom work like they do at Premier. To build your next showpiece, call 720 619 8773, or you can find Premier Home Remodel at rushtoreason.com.
0: You want to remodel, but you're nervous about making such a big investment in the wrong company. Premier Home Remodels is always transparent with their communication and pricing that you can trust them with your kitchen, bathroom or basement remodel. Other companies give you an attractive looking bid and add on the cost of materials later, so you end up spending way more than you expected. Premier Home Remodels gives you a detailed bid that will only change should they run into an unexpected issue that must be fixed. Premier Home Remodel shows you that they are the right choice for the job by keeping you informed every step of the way. All labor is under warranty for up to one year after completion and inspected when the job is finished. You can rely on Premier Home Remodels to get your custom remodel done right the way you want it. Set your consultation today. Call 888-679-0288, 888 288 or visit klzradio.com
3: remodel. Don't procrastinate. After 20 years with Golden Eagle Financial, Al Smith understands that one of the main keys to a successful plan is optimizing it with a professional in a timely manner. When you procrastinate reviewing your financials for retirement, you're accepting preventable potential losses. Careful planning with a professional helps you capitalize on opportunities that exist organically in your life now. Al can make a calculated projection of your finances based on your unique situation to position your money for the retirement you want. In his 30 years of experience as a financial advisor, Al has counseled hundreds of people who've gone through the same transition that you are. Don't wait to optimize your retirement plan. Get a fresh look with Al Smith now at 303-744-1128. 303-744-1128 or visit klzradio.com money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered advisor.
9: Your business probably overpaid on taxes in 2022. John Rush pays his wage and what he can save you in taxes. Accountants are not always efficient tax planners, and when your business doesn't have one, you need to utilize John's background of 40 years in the industry as your resource for business-first tax planning. John has been doing taxes for his businesses since his early 20s and helps ensure you're looking at everything correctly. You should be planning your taxes early and quarterly with guidance from someone who has years of firsthand experience on how to do it right. Avoid overpaying on your taxes this year and email John Rush now for a better tax strategy before the March 15th corporate tax return date at John at com. That's John at com, Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com slash John.
11: listen online
0: klzradio.com. back to rush to reason
1: and welcome back to rush to reason Denver's afternoon rush klz 560 andy pate filling in for john rush along with tanner coleman tanner really quick here black national anthem are you pro or con con yeah so am i i don't like dividing up america i just don't by the way the song's fine i got right. nothing against the song i'm just saying yikes don't divide us further i i I look around i don't know about what you think but i think we're divided enough
8: oh 100 percent.
1: yeah okay uh let's hear what doug from alt thinks doug how you doing
4: uh good evening gentlemen yeah the uh did they play the the black national anthem during the super bowl yeah yes they did i didn't waste time watching it
1: (laughs) Um,
4: but (laughs) what are your
1: thoughts what are your thoughts on this doug i mean having a separate (laughs) national anthem for a race
4: Well, you're right. It is uh, divisive, and it's meant to be divisive. The NFL is just an extension of the Democrat Party and their psychological war on America. They hate Western society, and they're doing everything they can to brainwash everybody for the last 40, 50 years. Uh, It's been literally psychological warfare, and it's it's just intensifying. It's not lightening up at all. Yeah. We have the... And, you know, it Eventually got wor- really quick that.
1: here, Doug, really quick. It, I think it got worse when Roger Goodell came along. I'm not, I'm not saying it was new. You're right. It's been around a while and building. But Goodell is a liberal, okay? And so when it came along, suddenly you got a Libby in there running things, and it just jumped to a whole new level.
4: Oh, yes. Their they're, they're self-loathing that they project on everybody else uh, is just, it's, contagious and and uh, poisonous it's toxic uh these people are all mentally ill to some degree or another and they all are self-loathing their self-hatred uh is is just nasty and that's what they want everybody else to feel as nasty as they do
1: you know I mean, we
4: have the the national anthem of the united states where's the nation of black
1: there isn't. And, you know, I, I, I understand what people will say. Well, gee, in the beginning, though, when when the country was founded, black people were largely slaves. Not all, by the way, but largely slaves. Hey, newsflash, at that time, the entire world did slavery. Okay? Oh, yeah. And, and slavery, I, I was talking about this a couple of weeks ago with John, slavery goes back to, thousands and thousands and thousands of years with all kinds of people enslaving all kinds of other people in every kind of nation and tribe that is the way it was and then america comes along we say all men are created equal in and in less than one century a historical blink of an eye slavery is gone okay God bless America. Don't hate America. God bless America, because slavery is one of the most evil things imaginable. And by the way, Doug, what's really blows my mind is, what was the party of slavery, the Democrat Party, the very party that runs the NFL and forces this kind of division down our throat?
4: Oh, yes, but they've also brainwashed their own people into believing this magical party switch or party swap, uh, which did not happen. Uh, but that's that's how they sell it to their own minions and morons. You're you're right that slavery has been around for all of humanity, uh, beginning of time, and it's still around today. The Democrats have brought it back into America now. Biden Inc. is shuttling fentanyl and sex slaves and labor slaves oh, across yeah. the southern border. They absolutely. Have different colored armbands depending on which cartel owns them.
1: Oh, and come on. Hey, the Democrats want us buying things and surviving off, you know, the energy of countries that get, engage in child slave, slave labor, basically. So they love oh, slavery. Absolutely. They're big on slavery. Hey, Doug, i got to let okay. you go. Uh, we'll get another caller, all right? Right on. Thank you so much. Hey, Dan in Blackhawk is next. Dan, how you doing, sir? So
11: good. Hey, one thing that we have to make sure that we talk about is people will say that Slavery was in the Bible, which it is, but you have to understand that God put restrictions on that, and that, um, you know, if if a a slave enjoyed being with the uh, owner and really liked the owner, they would actually be a slave for life. But other times, uh, I can't remember if it was 25 years or every seven years, they had to be released to be a free man. And they went into slavery because they were like financially destitute or whatever,
1: yeah, and so you know what, Dan, the people who want to call out the Bible for that, they don't understand that the Bible was a religious code that basically um was operating with across many cultures, okay, yeah, would, and those it cultures was, were slavery dominated go ahead
11: right, and they and Israel was called out to be a nation of priests and to be different, and witnesses of God's uh, sovereignty, love uh, for his people, and they were supposed to evangelize the world. And part of that was, like you said, slavery was not good during biblical times, and along comes Israel and changes it up. So um, this whole idea that, you know, well, slavery in the bible is is that people are showing their ignorance of the bible when they say that
1: right so. and and you know in passages like slaves obey your masters and uh, women obey your husbands and so forth what people are missing is that this is in the context of first of all books that offered way more freedom to slavery to slaves than mm-hmm. other surrounding uh, cultures but secondly they are the whole point of those passages is to say don't try to f- don't Worship freedom in this life, but rather freedom in eternal life. Okay, right. And and it's, go ahead, Dan. And it
11: says when you say obey or submit to your to your husbands, say that is a military term that becomes respond to your husbands, and they forget the verse that precedes that is not do not get drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. So in other words, if the husband is following God like he should the wife is going to be responding to her husband's leading because he's following God. In a sense, sense, she is following God through her husband. So it's not a...
1: Well, and also the the, the same passage is called on husbands to lay down their lives for their wives, okay? In other words, lay down everything that matters to you. Take that, set it aside, burn it. What matters is her, okay? Treasure her, lay down your life for her. And, And then when you get back to the whole slavery thing, there's nothing in the Bible that says slavery is a good thing. All it was saying yes, yes. is how masters should treat their slaves. And by the way, it called for wonderful treatment toward them right. within that concept. And it said, slaves, you know, um, obey, be obedient, be a good slave. But it was never saying slavery is good. It's saying, okay, this is a system that we are presented with. Here's how to operate within it. Okay. Within Don't, God's
11: mercy. Right.
1: Within God's In mercy. God's mercy. Right. Yeah. Valuing all people and yourself at the same time. but, Uh, The the end of slavery was brought about by Christianity, both in England and here in America. And these people want to divide us with the Black National Anthem. Why? Because they hate America that ended slavery. And that's it, Dan. Okay. Sounds good. (laughs) Thanks for calling in, man. I appreciate it. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. Hey, at the top of the next hour, I want to talk a little bit more about this, because I want to talk about, what about a white National Anthem? Now, I'm against that, obviously. But I want, if you have any ideas, what would be a good white national anthem? I, I'm joking here. Uh, let's get them here at 303-477-5600. I got a few of my own. That's it for hour number two. And we'll also talk a little bit about uh, Valentine's Day, waiting until marriage, and all of that. Then we'll be joined by Jersey Joe. So keep it right here on Rush to Reason, KLZ 560. I've got a Dodge. Where'd you